to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace in the name of, um, hold on, uh, my phone's ringing, I'm, I'm really sorry I'm actually going to take this. Yeah, hi, it's customer service. Yeah, um, thanks for calling me back. Sorry guys, I've been waiting a long time for this call. Um, yeah, um. I am hoping to make a couple of exchanges and just wondering if I can get your help with that. Yeah, well, the main one is I would like to swap out my faint spirit for a mantle of praise. Yeah, a mantle. It's like a robe you wear. And, you know, I'd also love to trade in my ashes for a garland and my mourning for the oil of gladness. Well, what seems to be the problem? I mean, my spirit is faint. It's lost its glow. It just flickers on and off. I've barely got enough juice to get me through one day. Well, and the world is demanding more of me than it ever has. A faint spirit is no match for hopelessness or despair or grief. It's not an effective safeguard against my own worst impulses. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I do find that my faint spirit makes me bad for others. Yeah, if I can't get what I need... I resent others who seem to be doing fine and lash out at people who dare to ask me for anything. Listen, this faint spirit is just not working out. So, like I said, I want to exchange it for a mantle of praise. Can you help me out? Yes, I'll hold. Okay, they're going to check. And I hope this works out because I know it's only advertised as a mantle of praise, but I've got a feeling that it's more than that. Like, tucked into the shipping container is probably going to be some visible and external changes to my life and world. Because I figure if I'm wearing a mantle of praise, that means that there's something out there to praise. 
I'm not going to put on a mantle of praise if the world doesn't bring me things worth praising, like an end to the pandemic or justice and equity in society, the healing of our politics, good health news for everyone I love, a permanent close to any grief I carry. It would just be bad fashion to wear one in, in a world like it is and still call it a mantle of praise because... Wait, Oh, hi, yes? Yeah, you've got some good news for me? It's already here? No, no, that, that can't be. I'm, I'm afraid you're mistaken. Don't you see the world? I think I would know. I think I would know if my mantle of praise had arrived. Things would look different, that's how. My life, too. <laughs> Okay, you're sure it's been sent? Okay, then tell me how exactly it got delivered. The Spirit of the Lord? Well, can you tell me where exactly God's Spirit has been sent? Yeah, I, I, I can hold. Okay, not what I expected but this still could be good because, you know, God's spirit was there at creation and the very first verses of the Bible talk about how when the world was filled with chaos and there was only water and there wasn't any place for anyone to stand, that's when the spirit moved over the frenzied waves and God acted with power to make something new. So, Maybe God is going to act with power and create something new for me and swoop down and solve all of my problems and strong arm the bad stuff out of here. And that's when all the things are going to change. And that's when I can wear the mantle of praise. And yeah, I'm still here. You've got more good news for me? Uh-huh. The Spirit of the Lord is upon someone? Okay, so to be clear, God's not going to create a new earth in which all of my problems cease to exist. Yeah, okay, but then how's that supposed to help me? How am I supposed to wear this mantle of praise? How is any of what you're telling me good news? I see. Someone has been anointed by the Spirit. Okay, well, who? What's this person even do? Yeah, I can hold. Okay, guys, th this is getting frustrating. There's still a chance, though, for me to get the good news that I want because they told me that someone's been anointed by God's Spirit. And here's the thing. They only anoint really important people. I've read the Bible, and they are always anointing people for certain specific tasks. And they're always powerful people, like priests and kings and people who can pull the levers of power to change things. So, okay, maybe it was unreasonable for me to expect that God was going to swoop down and recreate the earth just for me. But maybe God's going to send me a hero God's going to anoint someone for me to go be with the powerful, important people and change this world so that I can wear my mantle of joy and praise. And maybe then, 
yeah, hello. You've got some good news for me. Really? Really? Okay, you've got to be kidding me. So this spirit didn't anoint someone to be among the powerful people? You're telling me that the spirit is anointing people to be among the oppressed, the poor, the prisoners, the brokenhearted, and those who mourn? Well, what good does that do me? Those people can't change anything. Listen, I am tired of living with a faint spirit, and I need things to change before I can wear the mantle of praise and gladness. You keep telling me that you're bringing me good news, but how is it good news to know that God's spirit isn't making the world more like how I want it, but instead hanging out with people who are oppressed and brokenhearted? Really? 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 Okay, that's rich. You say that I don't need to wait for things to change to see God's presence in my life and wear this mantle of praise and joy because the party's already started and the world can't stop it. And I suppose you'd say it's our own expectations and shoulds that keep us from seeing the party God's throwing. And I suppose you'd say that people living under oppression and poverty and heartache somehow know firsthand what it's like to be sustained by God and know that there's something eternal and holy and true within them that nothing can snatch away. Real funny. It's like you're telling me that the Spirit doesn't wait for my permission to act or act like how, how I think it should. Or you're telling me that my assessment of the life and world is not as strong as God's ability to redeem it and create something new from it. And it's like you're telling me that God is somehow at work beyond what's discernible to my eyes and that the Spirit is being revealed even in places of despair to bring forth new possibility just like God brought forth newness at creation. It's like you're telling me that I could probably just pick up this mantle of praise anytime and put it on in the midst of all of this because God has anointed me too, I bet, to share in the spreading of this good news. Next thing I'll, I know, you'll be telling me that I'll be the one building up the ancient ruins and repairing the ruined cities and that this work of joining the oppressed and brokenhearted will only deepen my joy. Oh. Okay, I see. Well, if that's the kind of answer you're going to give me, I'm going to have to ask to speak to your manager. I need to have some words with someone who can show me exactly what it looks like to be anointed to bring good news to the oppressed and brokenhearted. Someone who can show me what it looks like to wear the mantle of praise and the oil of gladness in the middle of the ruins of this world. Oh, now you're telling me he doesn't get here till Christmas morning? Well, how convenient. I'm not waiting around that long. It's Advent. I want answers now. We're done here. Have a blessed day. Can you believe that? And now there's not enough time for me to give my sermon. You know what, though? It's probably okay. It would have gotten the message across, but it was a little gimmicky. Amen.